0: Everybody. This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down intermission. I don't know what number because I don't keep up with that stuff. But we are doing an intermission mainly because, well, we're playing folklore and my job has become insane. Um, I am working seven days a week and... When I get home, I don't really feel like doing any video game time. So, I just eat, and then go to sleep, and then go back to work. Uh, so, it's quite the schedule. I, yeah, so I, I have not had much time to play anything. Um, so, we're just doing an intermission show with Matt here.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And uh, so... We're, we're going to talk about a few things, but there was something that I brought up to my wife right before recording, and I wanted to ask Matt's personal opinion on it. This has yes, nothing the to is yes. the well. This has nothing to do with video <laughs> games. It has nothing to do with movies or TV or anything like that that like we normally talk about. Um, we getting deep. So, Matt, I want to ask you a question: Have you ever been put under with anesthesia? Oh, that's not where I thought this never have I ever was going. Okay. Uh
1: sh- easy short answer, no. Okay. I've never really had surgery. Uh the closest I've ever had is LASIK. Okay. And that's only local anesthetic.
0: Yep. I've had LASIK as well. Um so you've never had like your wisdom teeth taken out? Nope, I was recently
1: told maybe I should. Okay. But uh, I've since just uh, ignored that.
0: Yeah. So uh, we talked about it. I have been put under, not counting whenever I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was put under at least three times. Um,
1: I also thought maybe you were going the hypnosis route, and that would maybe have been more interesting, but still no. No. Also, I'm not sure it's possible.
0: I don't think it is either. I think hypnosis is a load of crap, if you ask me. Um, I just, you know, I don't, I'm sure there's people out there, people listening to this podcast who think that hypnosis is is a good form of therapy. But uh,
1: Hypnosis is one of those things where I feel like everyone is in on a joke that I'm not part of. And when everyone's like, oh, yeah, I was hypnotized. I, you know, oh, I did I did so many things that I never would have done. I'm like, I can't tell if you're just fucking with me or not. Like, did you? Did you or were you like just you wanted to act like an idiot and you did? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you're just saying this to try and convince me that it's possible. Like the emperor's new clothes. I don't know if that's what we're doing here. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so... um Matt, since you have never actually been put under before, I'm sure you've heard the people's accounts of it, right? Yeah. So anybody who's listening, um, and I would love for people to send emails or at least tweet to me their experiences. I've been put under multiple times. Um, and when I was a child, I had multiple tubes put into my ears. Uh, I had a really bad uh, nose, ears, and throat Issues when I was a child. I got really bad uh, infections, particularly earaches, uh, sore throats, sinus infections, stuff like that when I was a very young child. Um, which eventually culminated into getting my tonsils and adenoids removed. Uh, that was the first time I remember being put under. But I was put under before that when I was very little to have tubes put into my ears. Um, right. I've also been put under for... Uh, uh, wisdom teeth removal which was the last time I was put under Um but it, for me as I always remember is it's almost instantaneous so oh, like no counting ten sheep or anything like that well I mean y- y- sure so when I had my wisdom teeth which was the last time I was 20 or, or I was either 19 or 20 and I had my and teeth removed. And I remember that they put the IV in me and started administering the anesthesia. And they said, Count down from 10. I said 10 and then passed out. <laughs> and it wasn't, I passed out. It was, I blinked and I was and it awake was done. and it was done. It was the same way whenever I had my tonsils taken out. Um, but I was much younger then, obviously. I think I was only about six. And more recently, my wife has had two procedures. She had a wisdom teeth taken out recently. And uh, uh probably, gosh, when did we do that? It was November, I think.
1: I'm following clearly the best policy and just ignore it. Because I hear the later in life you do it, The more painful it is. So I'm just, I'm just
0: not going to do it. It can be the recovery time might be a little bit longer, but Laura, she was back. She was, she was pretty much back to tip top shape in five days. Mm. Um, you know, it's just a lot of soup, ice cream, that kind of thing. Um, but the reason why I bring this up is because of this, how strange this feeling actually is. I have never been rendered unconscious before. You know what I mean? I've never been hit over the head or been choked out or something like that. So I you don't never
1: fainted or does that
0: no. you're counting that as something different? I mean, I guess you could count that. I've never fainted before. I fainted once. Did it seem instantaneous? Yes. So there was no passage of time. Nope. So it's very my, confusing. Yeah. My question is what happens to the human being when they're put under Why is there a different feeling between that and just falling asleep? Like, you know, when you go to sleep at night and you wake up in the morning, you still feel like you've been laying down for six to seven hours. You still feel like time has passed.
1: I wonder if that's like because there's enough indicators to you that time has passed, right? Like the lighting in your room is going to be different. Um, like your 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 body has actually refreshed itself, so you feel different. Like that, one of the strangest things that ever happened to me, somewhat along these lines, is one time when I was young. I don't remember the circumstances, but I had fallen asleep, and I woke up, and someone said, "It's seven o'clock," and I just could not tell based on like how i felt in my surroundings i'm like is it 7 a.m or 7 p.m how long have i been asleep
0: that's what happened it was such a
1: weird it was such a weird feeling because i i think that's the only time that's ever really happened to me because like the lighting was this you know it could have either been evening or morning Mm -hmm. right like it wasn't it wasn't pitch black out but it wasn't daytime right and i just it just was such a weird feeling and so you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's something external like that, like like lighting, and you know your body recovery, or if it has to do with uh, p- potentially, you know, when it, when it's gradual, your, your body kind of, you know, you, you're triggering kind of the normal sleep process.
0: I just you know, it's, it's so weird to me because every time – I also
1: don't nap well, so I don't know what it's like generally to fall asleep and then only
0: sleep for two or three hours and wake up no nah, that's not me I, i've never yeah. been able to nap yeah me either i'd love to It's not good at it yeah but um yeah it, it, i think it's one of those things you can't really you don't know until you've had it happen to you because i mean laura will tell the same thing my wife she was like yeah it's like no time has passed but it's been two hours you know and it's it's so weird, I'm like I'm just thinking like you know, when you go to sleep, you know do you have dreams or nightmares or or anything like that? Uh, when you're knocked out, that there is nothing, it is instantaneous. It's like you almost time traveled,
1: yeah, yeah, for me, the, like the one time I fainted, it was you know maybe a little different because it, it kind of was you know it couldn't have been more than 30 seconds or even 10 seconds, so it really wasn't a lot of time that had passed.
0: What happened when you fainted?
1: Uh I had the brilliant idea of working out and I did a whole lot of push ups and jumped into a really hot shower.
0: And you passed out in the shower?
1: Yep. And then all of a sudden I was like in the bottom of the shower. I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> why am I why am I sitting in the shower and why is there water? I'm like, Oh wow, I just <laughs> should not have maybe uh, done so many push ups and jumped in the shower.
0: <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but yeah. Um that was just something I wanted to bring up. I don't know, like, a, uh, anybody out there who's listening, if you can shed some light on this, I'd just like to know, where do you go? Because it's almost like you're dead.
1: Yeah, almost like uh, teleportation, right? I mean, it's what it feels like. Or sleep. It's continuity of consciousness. Yeah. Right? So every time you sleep, technically, you know, you you aren't really conscious of your surroundings. So who's to say you are the same person?
0: It's some weird stuff. It's just like you know, when when that day comes, when you die, what's it gonna be like? I mean, is it is the dreamless sleep? Is it a it, yeah instant instant forever? Is somebody waiting on me on the other side there, or the pearly gates awaiting me, or you know, go leave for me? I've never knew <laughs> thee. Going <laughs> going go to the fiery pit? I hope not. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, it was just an interesting conversation I had before we got on this podcast. And I was like, I need to ask Matt this because <laughs> he's the scientist. Unfortunately, yeah, you sir. just know about mitochondrias instead of what happens when you get knocked out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It is interesting though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, that, that, that was, that was, detour is That was my detour. So what I wanted to do was was actually actually. In fact, we got an email and we got an email specifically for an intermission show. Oh, interesting. Uh, it comes from Dustin. Dustin asked me if we were going to finish folklore and um and uh, he I told him no, and then he said, "Well, I'm, we're doing an intermission." So he sent an intermission show or intermission. Uh, email so i figured let me just read this off maybe to give us some topics before we get into our major topic
1: emails at the beginning everything is topsy-turvy today. i didn't
0: know it uh so dustin's uh, maybe i'm missing the joke here or the reference i set my friends on fire is the uh the title of the email well, hopefully he hasn't gone crazy during due to quarantine issues yeah, no kidding Uh, He says, uh, is it your anniversary, Drew? If so, happy anniversary. If not, happy future anniversary. Uh, So today's the 14th. The 19th will be my two-year anniversary. So thank you for that. Uh, He says, uh, do you guys play any mobile games? When I'm busy at work, there's a lot of dead time, so I play auto battle games. I've been really into Final Fantasy Brave of us. War of the Visions, which is basically Final Fantasy Tactics. I also play a little bit of Last Claudia, Dragalia Lost, and Mobius Final Fantasy, which is shutting off servers end of June. I haven't spent a dime on any of these, but have enjoyed their stories and events, and some of them are more strategic fights where you can't just auto-battle. Uh, I actually do play... Uh, one mobile game it is called afk arena and i absolutely love that game i log in every single night when it resets and do all my daily stuff i really enjoy that game it's solid it's got a really good art style that's kind of what drew me to it originally um and i play it every day and they even have like their own like little guild thing that you can join a guild and you can have like a little chat and people will talk and stuff like that. I've, I've actually talked to a lot of people in my guild. They're actually really nice people. What about you, Matt? Do you play any mobile games?
1: Uh, I actually do not play any mobile games and I have not played one in many years. Uh, when, you know, when smartphones were kind of new, I, you know, I was checking out the big ones, right? Like, I obviously loved... Um, oh, shit, I don't even remember any of the ones that I played now. Angry Birds? Flappy Bird? I don't know. the, the uh, You know, the, the, for a while I was playing them just to check them out, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's the lack of buttons or... The ads, or, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I, I just kind of slowly over time lost interest in any mobile games. Yeah,
0: it, it can be kind of rough unless it's a game that you purchase. You know? Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Yeah. I think
1: I have, I have like Deus Ex Go, that I haven't even ever started or tried. Yeah. Uh, was it Tomb Raider Go? Yeah, they had a Tomb Raider one. Yeah, I I think I have it. Haven't haven't played it. I just I'm on my phone all day long, and I just I have unless you count like fantasy football as a as a mobile game, but not not like any real games. I mean, I, on the off chance that I might be kind of inclined to do that if I'm like stuck somewhere, like on a plane or, or somewhere else. I mean, I, I usually would lean either towards a vita or the switch or a book before i would ever get to a mobile game so i'm not saying i would never play one but i would have to be pretty desperate or have one that was extremely highly recommended for me to to try a mobile game
0: okay at this point says here does drew not press all the buttons on a controller when starting a new game I feel like that's one of the first things i do, especially in combat, just to see what each one does. I always find it funny when you're surprised about finding a dodge button or some other action midway through a game. I mean, no. I guess I should just, you know, randomly mash all the buttons just to see what they do. But, I mean, it'd be nice if they told you.
1: I actually didn't get the sense that this was the kind of game that would give you a dodge
0: button. Well, I mean, during some of the combat section I'm like, man, my kingdom for a stinking dodge button. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, nah, I guess I don't.
1: There's one I especially needed one on kinda halfway through chapter five here that uh I didn't use but I I, I kinda probably should have.
0: And uh he said, Where did the name zombie frog come from? How many games did you complete comp- complete and can we still find those old episodes? Matt, that's all oh, you. That's,
1: that's interesting. The, the name I, I don't know. The name actually came not from a drawing. I was just doing some some silly sketches and uh you know, I wanted something that was a little bit you know, that didn't wasn't really like other names it was a bit random because it wasn't necessarily going to be a specific purpose or just game related or you know there was there was a lot of weird (laughs) candy bar reviews and you know i was doing episode reviews for stargate for a little while There was you know it's kind of a a hodgepodge of different stuff so just something that was i don't know somewhat unique i guess
0: right i've got the list of everything that we did for zombie frog um. So this was, gosh, oh eight, oh nine. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, the first game was Beyond Good and Evil. The second game was Psychonauts. The third game was Braid. Fourth game was Black. Fifth game. Uh,
1: if, if you just said how long ago did you do that for your game club podcast, I would have guessed four or five years ago.
0: Black, try probably yeah. nine dude. It's been probably yeah. about uh, it's been close to eleven years at this point. That's crazy. Um, Crimson Skies, uh, Persona Three, Condemned Criminal Origins, Jade Empire, <laughs> Trap. That's one of the ones that killed me. Oh, Jade Empire.
1: Yeah, because it was when I was in Chicago, and. Everything was like nothing worked well, so I, I had, uh, I had the Xbox and it just kept like overheating, and it, yeah, it was just it was just a pain trying to play get through that game.
0: I absolutely loved J Empire. I'd never played it before, yeah. and that was the like, yeah, first too. time. Uh, Trapped. If we remember, Mike Futter was the one that wanted us to do that game.
1: Yeah, those were. So the, those were the real old days.
0: Yeah. Trapped was a game that was uh, the easiest game of all time until the last two chapters. And then it was like, you will never win, ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Insert more quarters.
0: Yeah. And then uh, number 10 was uh, The Dishwasher Dead Samurai. Oh, yeah. 11, Super Street Fighter 4. I remember we talked about a fighting game. Uh, 12 was Shadow Complex, 13 Max Payne 2, 14 mm-hmm. Killer 7, which was my recommendation, and everybody hated it.
1: <laughs> I thought I would like that game more than I did. I, I wanted to like that game
0: more. I still love that game. It's weird. It really is weird. And it doesn't play great, but I, that was the thing that got me on Suda 51 games. Yeah. Uh, Deus Ex, which was abandoned.
1: (laughs) And abandoned quickly. There's not many games I've made less progress in.
0: Yeah. Holy crap. That was like, this game is really dated. (laughs) Really dated. Um, Res HD. Dead, Dead Rising, which was another one of mine that I suggested. Costume Quest. And. Eternal Darkness, which was also abandoned, until we came back and did it again for Game Club. Definitely glad we did. Glad we made it through that game finally. Yeah, or no, this was Game Club. This was the Zombie Frog Game Club. We returned and did it for Phoenix Down. That was the and Eternal Darkness was the the one that ended Zombie Frog Game Club. And then for yeah, it was a tough time for me. That was twenty eleven. Um, yeah, no, it might've been the late 2010, I think. Yeah, it could have been late 2010 because I then went, I can't remember when I went to ZTGD, but, uh, I went to ZTGD and then about a year after I started working there for Ken, I said, Hey we used to do this game club and I was wondering if we could add another podcast to the repertoire. And he said, sure, I don't care. And so that's when we, (laughs) that's when we started Phoenix down. I said, Hey Matt, I haven't, I haven't talked to you in like a year. Do you want to do the game club again? And you're like, yeah. (laughs) And then Phoenix down was born. I don't know if I want to go through all the games that we've done since then. (laughs) Yeah, a few more than on the zombie frog side. Yeah, definitely. But I wasn't on all the zombie frog ones. I came with Braid. It's the third game. I did not do Beyond Good and Evil or Psycho with, with Matt. Um, we did. Yeah, do... before that, it was mostly the crew that I went to high school with.
1: Yeah. I so did. Mike, Mike Baker, Nate, Nate, JK. Yep.
0: Trying to... Was there anybody else? and just futter. Uh
1: yeah, there was a couple other people, you know, here and there, but Yeah.
0: And then we had um we had Mike on for one uh Phoenix Down, which is Stranger's Wrath. We had one for Nate came on for Metro 2033. Man. Huh. Me and Nate hated that game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. But uh yeah. Uh you still talk to any of those guys?
1: Yeah, Mike Mike Baker a little bit actually. It's kinda interesting. He uh he had a job in essentially IT and decided to recently change careers and has started a bit of an entertainment company. So he he's been doing cuz he he's spent a lot of time like hosting trivia nights, hosting board game nights. So he's doing that a little bit more uh more regularly now. Interesting.
0: Did not know that. Still got him on Facebook, but I don't ever talk to him. Yeah, he's doing a lot with board games. Okay, cool. Um let's see, can we still find the old episodes, Matt? That's
1: that's kind of tough. I have been trying to track down... uh, Most of those episodes still exist. Uh, Some of the early ones were really tough to find. I think I found the very first one in SoundCloud. (laughs) Uh, At the time, we weren't even sure how to put audio clips online and have people listen to them. Yeah, I remember Uh, that. Then I think this... That that might have even been pre game club. I think that because at the time we had two different podcasts as we were trying to figure out what even they were and how you how you use them.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, we had one that was just let's just talk about stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and then a separate one that was the game club one that that kind of came a little bit later. So I, I think we have the vast majority of all the game club ones, and most
0: of the other ones. Gotcha. Well, maybe one day. Zombie
1: Frog Radio is the other one. I think Zombie
0: Frog Radio. That's right. Gosh, man, that is taking me back at this point. <laughs> Gosh, that was like oh eight. I like was way early into like the podcasting business.
1: Yeah, that was a lot of firsts at the time. It was really cool to be like, I don't know, you know, we don't know how to do a podcast. Let's just let, let's just figure it out, or don't know how to make a website you know let's, let's just figure it out let's figure out what drupal is how, how do you use it how do you make a website
0: yeah i remember um we were like that with um when we were back on justin tv with uh, rage quit radio rqr um me and my roommates like we just it was it was a nightmare trying to stream back those days now you can just turn on your PlayStation and do it yeah um but uh man we had to like had this thing called the dazzle, which was a god awful. It could only it could only stream in uh, in standard definition, and we had to use um, we used a uh, a PlayStation. You know, you remember the PlayStation I that had the uh, oh yeah that had the uh, microphone on it. Yep, that yep. was our microphone. We sat it in the middle of the room and just kind of yelled into it for for the audio because we couldn't get audio from the game and audio from us to work at the same time. So we just had to have a microphone plugged in. (laughs) And I remember I was actually guest host on a podcast called just talking, um, years ago, uh, a guy named Chris, he, he, Goes by I am Spartacus on Twitter. I think he still goes by that. It's been a long time since I talked to him. Um, but, uh, he invited me on to his show and it's basically each week he would just have some random person on talking about something. And, uh, he invited me on that show and he asked me the question. He's like, So you stream to Twitch? I was like, Yeah, that's right. And he's like, uh, so how long did it take you guys to get a setup that, you know, would work consistently? I was like, are you kidding me? We, we, we never have a setup that works <laughs> consistently. That's never happened ever. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, uh, and I used to, I used to guest host on a lot of podcasts back in the day. I was on, uh, 99 lives radio a long time ago with, uh, Eli, which he joined us for dark souls that time on Phoenix down um so doom on twitter uh yep. that,
1: that was a game i will not soon forget i did not ever think i would make it through that game
0: yep it was uh that was a rough one but we did yeah um but yeah that we had some good conversations there i remember uh nick on there as well uh we haven't talked to nick in a long time uh, unfortunately but, um, yeah, I've been on a lot of stuff. That's, that's, yeesh. And then way before that was, uh, C plus gamers. I don't know, Matt, were you, did you remember us on C plus gamers or was that was that way before your time? That,
1: that, that, I think that might've been, that might've been before me.
0: Yeah. You remember me on involved gaming. Yep. Yeah. Evolved gaming. We did hundred episodes there. Uh, it was me and Zach and Corey and Jay, uh, we did uh we did a lot there, uh, and we we th- that's kind of how we branched out because uh, we were a no name site, but we knew people who podcasted and were kind of popular, and just kind of became friends with them, and they promoted us, and we promoted them, kind of thing, and I Ken then said, please come work for me. So I went to go work for ZTEGD.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's like uh, the the other big thing for me back in those days was trying to figure out if I could ever like write reviews and if anyone would ever send me a video game code to write them a review for. So that was uh, you one, got a one few of the highlights. Of, one of the highlights in my life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You got a few of them.
1: A few of them. My first physical game went to Futter actually.
0: Yeah, what was that one? Uh it was a Wii game. Hmm. Did you do three D dot game Heroes? Yep. Yeah, I yep. remember that one was a big one that we got. Um yep, that was a big one. Yeah. I, I i knew the PR guy for that and uh I think I sent you an email saying, Hey, check out this guy, he's really cool, he'd probably get you a code for it. Yep. Yep, I remember And then that. a
1: couple of downloadable games. Uh Matt Hazard, Bloodbath and Beyond was one of the very first ones. Yep. And then what the heck was the name of that other game? It was, it was a, it was a platformer, 2D platformer that you play with the Guitar Hero guitar. Oh God. Um, it's not not the easiest way to play a platformer, that's for sure.
0: I'm sure. <laughs> I I don't even know, dude. Uh, I think that was actually the first one but yeah man those those were the days it was a wild yeah, head, west heady then.
1: days of youth yeah it can be anything when you grow up
0: yeah no kidding until that's real
1: th- life comes in and uh, swats down any hopes you have
0: that's the thing man it, like, it, it gets me to this day I see people like on Twitch making like millions of dollars just to stream to Twitch and I was like we used to do this for fun and we had to pay for it yeah you know and this is yeah. back on Justin TV where you know, good God, we were streaming in 07, and nobody knew what streaming was. But, yeah, we did it. Our first game we streamed was uh, Panzer Dragoon Orta.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. I recently played through the original Panzer Dragoon for the first time.
0: Well, there you go. And uh he said lastly, he said uh so we'll be finishing game ninety three soon and going back to game ninety one, then on to game <laughs> ninety four. Uh what's a way? it's a ways off, but have you put any thought into game one hundred? Should it be one of the first games off your list when you first started? Should it be a fan vote? Or will it be the inevitable start of the epic trilogy of games known as the Xenosaga trilogy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Do one at 100, one at 200,
0: and one at 300. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll have my conclusion of folklore email next week. Have a good one, Dustin. Thank you for that email, Dustin. Uh, as far as th- episode 100, I have no idea. I have not even thought of that.
1: Yeah, I had a little bit. I was looking at if we just stuck to kind of the uh, schedule that
0: we've got, what it would be. I mean, our schedule has become insane as of late because of, well, because of me and my yeah. work.
1: It would be, if we stuck to kind of the the pitched list that we had loosely, it would be Assassin's Creed Origins.
0: I don't know if I like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not sure if that feels like Game 100. No. Although... It would be a return to a series I've abandoned for a long time, but
0: I mean, yeah, me
1: too. But I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's the right game for I Game 100.
0: I don't think it is either. I don't. I don't. I don't know what it is. I mean, it should have been Folklore because that's the game that has been on our list forever. Well, let's go back to that list because I've got it sitting here. Oh, yeah, me too. I was just looking at it since we were looking at the zombie <laughs> frog stuff, and we've got. I'm gonna write down everything you wrote down. <laughs> Herzog's we. <Wii? laughs> uh,
1: Herzog's vi. Herzog's vi. Uh, it's supposed to be right the first RTS. Okay. Really. I don't know if that's a, a true claim, but you know, maybe a first console RTS.
0: This this'll be fun here, so uh the what you wrote for these when do I can't even remember when we wrote these. Yeah. <laughs> so uh Dracon PlayStation two, it has dragons. Yeah, well what more reason do you need? There you go. Uh Indigo Prophecy. Already played, but there's an upcoming uh uh Quantic Dream game. I wonder what game that was. <laughs> Heavy Rain. No, it must have been Beyond. Beyond Two Souls, yeah. yeah. Uh, disaster Report, survival horror with no enemies. Kill Switch, early cover system. God Hand, craziness. Still wouldn't mind playing that. Tales of Many, never played a Tales game. Yeah, Legend. still haven't. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't either. Uh, Legend of Dragoon, sort of a classic up on PSN now. Yep. Battle Engine Aquilia, crazy and not well known oh look at this Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines Bloodlines 2 is soon upon us that's true first source game and a vampire RPG Arx fatillus. Uh know nothing about it Oblivion-esque this is how old this list is this list was made yeah. before Skyrim
1: <laughs> when Oblivion was relevant <laughs>
0: Oh man, Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners, scary, some sort of cult following. Odin's Sphere, beautiful t- 2D art, Grim Grimoire. It's, Both it's those a, are great games. think beautiful and interesting, 2D RTS. Uh, brutal Legend, Schaefer, don't know how it's aged over the gin.
1: Those two were some of the reasons like that I absolutely adored the PS2. It had just so many games that it has such a variety. Such a wide variety of games.
0: PS two always had the the crazy library of games. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh Maximo. Yep, still like to play that. G and G update? G and G.
1: Ghouls and Ghosts, Ghosts and Goblins. Oh, ghoul-
0: Yeah, okay. Sorry. I was thinking Green Man Gaming or for some reason or something like that. Or good old games. Sorry. Good old games. Yeah. yeah uh bard's tale a funny rpg never played it yeah alone, started it. <laughs> alone in the dark ps1 pc <laughs> now on psn og never played it we probably should have played that one than the one we actually played <laughs> yeah it couldn't really have been worse yeah uh tomba playstation one never played up on psn
1: i did i ended up reviewing it
0: yeah uh oh here's a here's a fun one you you actually mark this out. You digitally mark this out. Omnicron? The Nomad Soul? Yeah. First Quantic Dream game. Not a clue what it's like. Apparently it's got David Bowie in it.
1: Yeah, I would love to try it, but I, I have a feeling it would be one of those games we got an hour into, and we're like, yeah, let's talk about how ridiculous it is, but we can't really get any farther into it. Yeah.
0: Chrono uh, Trigger, many classic unfinished. Uh, the Last Remnant, PC, Xbox 360, never played. Vagrant Story, extremely well mm-hmm. regarded. Fireside yep. Eve Two, one was good. Where does the story go? Well
1: I got that book? I was so into it at that time. I got the book. I haven't actually read it yet.
0: Dang. And here was my picks. Castlevania Lament of Innocence, Castlevania Curse of Darkness, both games I have never played. I like killing Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, never played it, but own it. I've actually played it now. I've had to review it for uh, the website.
1: Kingdom Hearts 1 is one of those games that I feel bad having abandoned.
0: How far did you make it in?
1: all i remember at this point is i was stuck somewhere at the queen of hearts a couple hours oh. in it
0: okay all right uh let's see here beyond good and evil got it on xbox live arcade and have yet to play it i actually remedied that and played through beyond good and evil uh risen played and reviewed two. want to play the first uh, divinity 2 dragon knight saga reviewed it but never got as far as i wanted Demons' souls. Never finished it. Yep. Psychonauts. We actually remedied this. We. I, I need to take this off the list. Apparently, uh, me and John Whitehouse played through Psychonauts whenever Matt was doing his Nine-O-Rymo. Uh Got it on PC for really cheap. Never played it. Uh, let's see, Prince of Persia, two thousand eight. I absolutely loved the game. Uh, Urban chaos, riot response. Rocksteady's first game, it's awesome. And I still stand by that thought. <laughs> Urban Chaos Riot Response is a awesome game. Like, like they, they were, before Batman, Rocksteady was still hitting it.
1: Let's see here. Yeah, I picked up a lot of random games on your recommendation, and that's one of them. There you go. Which one did you it. Have- the,
0: the Xbox version or PlayStation version? Mm-hmm
1: uh probably the p s two version I'd have to find it now,
0: and it's got an awesome theme song the title <laughs> the title theme song I'm gonna probably put on this podcast is awesome. It's like a southern rock like just a really gritty song mm. and it just it gets you in the mood for like hitting people with tasers. <laughs> It's uh it's a ridiculous game. <laughs> Let's see here. Dark Messiah of Might and Magic. Uh own it, never played it. ZHP Unlosing Ranger versus Dark Death Evil Man <laughs> for the crazy title and premise. Ah, here we go. Majin and the Forsaken Kingdom. Played about one fourth of it. I actually played, uh. I actually finished that game. Uh this was well after I made this list. <laughs> Eternal Sonata, a beautiful game. Yep. Super Mario Sunshine. Honestly, my favorite Mario. Still holds true to this day. I adore Mario Sunshine. It's what I would
1: still like to find a copy of at some point.
0: Uh, Okage Shadow King. Early PS2 game that I always wanted to play. I just remember seeing it at Walmart whenever I would walk by the PlayStation 2 games and say that looks interesting but never played it. Uh Advance Wars, Dual Strike or Days of Ruin, amazing series of games. Advance Wars yeah, is a fantastic series.
1: I missed out on a lot of those games, so I haven't played Ace Attorney, I haven't played uh any of those wars games. There's quite a few that I would love to go back and try.
0: Ace Attorney's fantastic, man.
1: Even here. Professor Layton, I got through like half of the first game. I like oh, that quite a bit. But... Those
0: are great too. They're really yeah. good. And then they made a crossover game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Planescape Torment, pretty good game with some good humor. Final that play. I'd like to play
1: too. I've heard just such good things.
0: Here's a fun one. Final Fantasy VII, when it comes out on PC again. So, <laughs> this was before we realized they we were going to do a remake of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> or, excuse me, a remake of the first five hours of Final Fantasy VII, I should say. Uh, the Curse Crusade. Own it, never played it. That is incorrect. I have completed the Curse Crusade now. Played the Burning Crusade. Mm-hmm. Yep. Played. Uh, I actually got that. Burning Crusade from Ken. It was one of those weird silver jobs. He reviewed it and said he's done with it and he sent it to me. Uh, let's see here. Chrono Cross. PSN Classic. Never played it. Always yep. wanted to. Would like to. Yep. Uh Mega Ten. Strange Journey. So Shin Megami Tensei. Strange Journey. I own it. Never finished it. There's, M- there's a
1: lot of those I'd like to play as that, well.
0: I've got them all listed here. <laughs> Shimagami Ten Tensei, Devil Summoner 2, Ryoto yep. Koji Harada versus King Abaddon.
1: Digital devil, devil Saga I'd like to play. Mm-hmm. Just uh Mega Ten 4. I'd mm- like to play that one.
0: That's actually a really good game. I reviewed that one. Yep. That's a really good game. Yeah, uh, I think I picked that one up on your recommendation. <laughs> yep. Devil Survivor, uh Devil Survivor 2. Both are fantastic games. Uh, D- devil survivor one. I absolutely love because it's one of those you're trapped in a singular place. Yep. I'm in, in. time. Like you're stuck in Tokyo. You can't leave because they're quarantined because of demons. <laughs> uh, Diablo two. I think it's about time. Diablo two. Yeah. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles. Great strategy. RPG started it, not finished it. Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter, recommended by a listener. Who is that listener? Jay Lee. Listen to that. He's got some good recommendations. I yeah. He also does a lot of reviews for us now. <laughs> uh Star Ocean The Last Hope. Owned it for years, only a few hours in. I got far uh, away
1: that game. I would like to play any Star Ocean. I it's just, not, the way they're named and numbered, I can never tell when I can jump in. Star so, Ocean they,
0: 4, The Last Hope, is technically the first game in the series. It takes okay. place, like, a hundred years in the future? Something I like that? I think
1: I have the very first game on, like, PSP. Right. I think it's the only version that I have, and I figured that's where I had to start. Uh, there's just so many of them that... uh you know that—that's a series I've always wanted to get into, but the naming has uh, befuddled me, so I've never been able to get into it. Similarly, Xenoblade Chronicles, yeah, which I bring up because I'm—I I have pre-ordered the definitive edition on the Switch, on the Switch. So I that 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 confusion is done. I know where to start now. Finally, with that series,
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: that'll be in about two weeks.
0: I wish they would bring the Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Or excuse me, Xenoblade Chronicles X to the Switch. Because I have it on yep. the Wii U and I never finished they, it.
1: They must at this point, right? If they've remastered
0: one, they've got two on there. Well, two is a Switch game, period. That's the direct yep. sequel to the first game. But Xenoblade, so how,
1: how would they not bring X?
0: I would hope that they would bring X. X was really cool. Like I, I, I thought that was just a really, really cool game that I had never seen before. Um but man, is it huge? It yeah. is a massive game. Let's see here. Uh huh. Overlord or overlord two. I played the first one. Those are fun, yep. fun little dumb games.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh and then folklore. <laughs> Interesting aesthetic. Does it hold up? Well does it? <laughs> I, <that's laughs> Tune in that, next week. <laughs> that's a good question. Uh Shining series, multiple platforms. There's a ton of them. Maybe EXA. Uh, the Shining series, I don't know. Shining Force, Shining Whatever. There's tons of them. I think there's one called Shining Blade. Uh Suikoden series. Yes. I hear they're good. <laughs> I also just really
1: like PS1 RPGs, so any one of those, I'm 100% in for.
0: Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD Remix. Added it for you, Matt. That's what it says. (laughs) Nocturne. Interesting 1920s paranormal game. Oh, not Mega 10 Nocturne. No, no. This is is a game that I always... So, I I think I've said it before, but I'll bring it up again. Um, Essentially... You remember maybe this was just me. I'd walk into Best Buy when I was when I was younger and I would walk by all the computers and usually all the computers would be showing mist. Huh. And that was yep. like, look at this, it looks freaking real, right? Yep. I remember the Best Buy that we had in Athens, Georgia. Uh, started showing multiple demos for games on their high-end computers. And one of them was Nocturne. And I remember it because I said, this looks freaking cool. Because it was like a 1920s, 1930s, like noir-looking game. It was a third-person game, almost a la Resident Evil but you played as like an FBI agent and he was investigating supernatural things like werewolves and stuff like that. Hmm. And I remember the lighting in that game was amazing for the time. And I was I was like I always wanted to play that game because I never yeah, I never owned a PC that could play it. I'm sure I do now, but I, I don't It is know. not on Steam. I was about to say, how am I going to find a copy of that game? Yeah. Uh, and then Tales of Vesperia. And it says, I have borrowed it long enough. Well, unfortunately, I think I've, I've given <laughs> it back to Alan at this time, at this point. I'm sure I have at least one copy of that. I have, I think I got it like for $5 downloading it off of Xbox Live. So I'm pretty sure I own that game. I know I own Tales of Zillia. On PlayStation 3, I own Tales of Zestiria. There's so many of these games, and they have weird names. And then Justin Testa has multiple games on here: huh. 99 Nights, Red Dead Redemption. Well, we already did that one. Fatal Frame 2, Burnout 3, Burnout Revenge, Conquer Live and Reloaded, Baldur's Gate, uh, Dark Alliance. And Dark Alliance 2. And then Mackey, if you remember Josh Mackie, uh, who was on our Heavy Rain episode, yep. he, wrote, he wrote down, Resistance Fall of Man and No More Heroes. And that's it. That was our original list from when we started Phoenix Down. The name of
1: these levels in Nocturne sounds awesome. What are they called? Act 1 dark reign of the vampire king act two tomb of the underground god act three windy city massacre act four the house on the edge of hell that's
0: it okay nocturne i i remember two things from it i remember watching that demo and i remember looking at the game case you remember whenever pc games came in like a really large box yep the box looked creepy yep i'm looking at it and it does look creepy it looked like uh is it it i'm trying to don't don't tell me it's like a picture outside picture of like a cabin but it's almost um like a negative
1: yep it, yeah it almost looks like a negative it it seems like maybe it's a nighttime picture through the snow so you've got like whatever light is being used is illuminating the ground right in front of you so it's it's high contrast where there's like White ground and a white tree, and then just a faint outline of, of, of a cabin or some kind of haunted house in the background. And there's, you know, it's like scuffed up, like maybe there's some snow falling. Yep, that's it. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I that's don't think it. I've ever seen it or heard of it before.
0: That is etched into my memory forever. Nocturne. I just really like those names. Nocturne is an action-adventure survival horror video game set in the late 1920s and early 1930s, the Prohibition and Great Depression era. Released in 1999. It is part of the Blood Rain series? Yep. Uh, I saw something cool. There's
1: a an artifact that's in the game that
0: later appears in Blood Rain. Yep. Interesting. And its developer was Terminal Reality. So there you go. Who made Blood Rain, Nocturne, and The Walking Dead Survival Instincts. So sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, so after we go through that little memory lane thing there, Matt, I want to talk to you about Uh-oh. your newest gaming sessions, which consist of pen, paper, possibly virtual pen and paper. You've been playing some Dungeons and Dragons, I hear.
1: I have, essentially, for the first time. Uh, there's been a couple of forays, uh, a couple of readings, a couple of planning sessions, but never
0: really a and d session until recently. Okay. So you are a player character, correct?
1: I certainly am, and I don't know how anybody could be more, because it, so- it seems really, really hard to be a DM.
0: It most certainly can be. But uh, So tell me about your character.
1: Yeah, so what we're doing at the moment is essentially a kind of a short form, only a couple, two, three, four sessions, uh, is the intention, because there's a number of us... Who have not really ever done D and D before, so we we kind of made the decision not to put too much emphasis on characters and backstories for this session uh, until we can kind of decide if we're going to commit to uh, a longer campaign, a longer adventure. Uh, so, so I, I kind of have, and I haven't, right? Like, there's a lot of things that I would love to dive into a longer adventure on, you know, to discover a bit more about the character, but, you know, in some ways, it it was quickly assembled, so I don't know where it's going to go, really, but, uh, you know, either way, whether, whether it gets explored here or potentially gets explored elsewhere, either way would be fine. So, I I wanted to stick fairly simply to things that I generally like. I generally like when I when I first played World of Warcraft, I would start with, you know, hunters, rangers, bows as a weapon, you know, some magics, mages. So I kind of stuck within those boundaries for this first character. Okay. Uh, And I have a
0: Wood Elf Sorcerer. So what made you go with a wood elf sorcerer just because of that?
1: Yeah, yeah, mostly because of that. And, you know, as I started thinking about this, and again, I wasn't necessarily going completely from scratch. I was like, well, let's get something that don't really need a strong backstory on, but eh, why not? Let's, let's put a little bit in there. So I, I mostly just went with kind of a disaffected elf to start with basing it loosely on uh, the Okay. So, you know, a little bit of an elf maligned by the humans. Uh, this elf is a sorcerer, so within the confines of D&D, there's not a lot of options on origins of that power. Uh, at least, you know, at least on a first pass, if you're going real simple, there's essentially like two options. Right, one of them is that that power comes from your draconic bloodline, okay. or that it's kind of this natural elemental power that you have, and right, it's not a learned thing; it's just kind of an innate thing that just happens to you, whether due to some outside forces. So uh, it, it's kind of it's essentially storm energy. So uh, I essentially have this elf who lives in with a group of elves, not terribly enthused with the humans who are sort of against them uh, and families deceased. So his link to his abilities is a bit mysterious Okay. Right, like he comes from a family who has had this kind of storm control power uh which they've been given the name Lightweaver, which is also mostly a reference to Horizon Zero Dawn, Lightweaver armor. Mhm. But I figured also if it's a storm elemental type of power, that Lightweaver would make a lot of sense. Uh so you know so part of it is trying to fit into the world trying to understand this power trying to figure out where it comes from what it means uh why his parents were killed uh they were off fighting for this king and he doesn't really know why but certainly doesn't put the humans in any better standing in his mind okay so that's you know that that's just kind of a loose loose background. So as we as we start the session, the only reason that I'm a part of this story in the game world is that the king has said he has some information on my family. He's been keeping an eye on me due to my powers, and if I help him out,
0: will tell me more about what happened to my parents. Okay. Okay. Well, good. You got the motivation there. Um, can you? Do you have your stats? I do have my stats. Did you roll for your stats? Did you do like a a bank, like bought your stats kind of thing with a certain amount of points? How did you how did you guys do that?
1: We did a rolling technique. I, I don't know if it has a name, but it was like roll four D sixes and Choose the drop higher. the lowest. Yeah. Okay. Uh which in my mind is a, is a bit of an awkward way to do this right like if you've got a group of like 5 people unless it's part of the story it seems more normalized to say here's a bank of points spend them how you want rather than saying you just start disadvantaged because you rolled all ones so your character sucks you're not going to have much fun in this game well no i i know it's not that simple but
0: well it it depends on how you're playing it so If if let's say I am you know a fighter, which is mainly a strength based character, but my strength is you know a ten tops, or maybe even a nine, it could I could play it off, role play it as in like, well, my you know he got injured uh, you know five years ago and has like a bad limp now, and so it hinders him during combat or something like that.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things I I, kind of like about this. So is I've. Not really ever done an RPG, but I have done some reading. One of the things I really liked about the Star Wars Edge of the Empire was that you had to build in kind of this this debt that you owe people. So I I you know, as much as it seems weird, like I wouldn't want to start a game weak, like a video game. Right I, I I what you say is exactly right. I, I really like the idea actually that whatever restrictions you have, you know, have some kind of in world rationale for it and whatever you come up with, and you know, that makes it less of just a, well, you're going to have less fun and more of a, you know, how, how do you work this in to make a more interesting adventure? Right. It's kind of cool.
0: So give me your stats. I actually rolled weirdly well. Okay. So mine are mostly high. The gods were uh, smiling upon you when you were born.
1: Yeah, they uh, they didn't when I got into my first combat, but... As we started, they were. So it's, what, strength of 12, dexterity of 16, constitution of 16, intelligence of 10. Since uh, I I had assumed anything magic-based, you would want a high intelligence. But again, if I'm – this is more innate rather than learned, I guess I don't need to be very smart. Wisdom of 17, charisma of 17.
0: Damn. That's not bad, boss. <laughs>
1: Uh, yep. As far as spells, I went with just kind of what was recommended in the book. I did pick up the uh, the player's handbook since it was and probably still is surprisingly cheap on Amazon. Sure, I think I paid like twenty seven bucks. So I I started off with my my spells: uh, ray of frost, shocking grasp. Uh, Prestidigitation. And then my actual spells being uh, Magic Missile and
0: Shield, I think. Okay. So So,
1: seems seems fairly offensive to me.
0: But that seems good. Your your features, uh, I don't know if you guys went by this, but uh, your starting features at the first level, you choose a Sorceress's Origin. Did you choose one?
1: Uh, I think that's where I picked the, the storm magic rather mm. than the draconic bloodline. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Like, those are the only two options that I had. So, one of the one of the things that's been really interesting to me because I, I've always had this interest in D anD D, but never enough understanding of what to do. Like I, I think I even mentioned this last week. I I always thought that it was not really a game because I'm like, well, it's you know, where are the rules? Like, what? You know, show me the rules. Show me the grid. Show me all this like detailed stuff. You know, maybe, maybe too left brain to have appreciated D and D in my younger states. And I was, and I just had this thought in my mind that, like, what kind of game is this? If it's all made up, then oh, I just walk I just walk in, pull out a an Uzi, and I kill everybody. Ha! That was easy, right? And I was just like, what? You know, I don't understand. How are the rules? What are the rules? If you're just making everything up as you go? Um, you know, so it's, it, it's really interesting to get the player's handbook and read through it and, you know, realize that some parts there are rules and some parts there, you know, intentionally aren't, you know, and there is that fluidity and flexibility.
0: Yeah. And it's also up to the DM. Yeah. You know, if you got a yeah. DM who, who wants their player characters to have as much fun in the realm of this, they can allow certain things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So tell me about uh, – so what, what were you – what was the king charging you with?
1: Uh, looking for his daughter who has disappeared. Okay. Um, intentionally not a lot of information given to our band of adventurers other than the, he thinks that she's in this town, kind of backwoods town, and also – they haven't received any taxes from this town. So for two different reasons, why don't you go to this town and search for my daughter, princess Ash, who may or may not be in this town, who may or may not have run away with a boy, but let's, let's go search and figure out if we can
0: find her and bring her back to the King, get that bounty. Okay. And, uh, so you said the, the princess's name is Ash. Yep. Okay. Um, so tell me tell me about this town, Matt
1: <laughs> this town yeah it's uh it's a very small town, you know, not a lot of money, kind of backwoods uh kind of kept to themselves, paid their taxes every year, and it did their own thing, really it didn't interact much with high society and, and the king and you know everything else that happens in the kingdom uh but recently a robed man came to town and people started acting a little bit funny people started to seem to lose their autonomy and then people started a giant construction project in the middle of town to build a church okay
0: so Um, um, you got you have a king who has got you guys to go get his daughter. Uh, you go to a village that uh, the townsfolk have went kind of crazy at, and the princess's name is Ash, which may be short for Ashley. <laughs> yep. I don't know if anybody knows where this is going, but this is the plot to Resident Evil 4. Yeah, and this,
1: this was actually a question in our first session, which is this is loosely based on something. If anyone can figure it out, let me know. I told you that I, I sent the guy a message and said this wouldn't happen to be Resident Evil 4, would it? Uh, and then when we got to our, our second session, he said, you get an inspiration point
0: <laughs> well, look for at that.
1: having deduced it. So I have a little sunshine button on my D&D Beyond character sheet it says I'm inspired.
0: Well, good. I'm glad you were able to figure that out. <laughs> uh, anybody who's ever played Resident Evil or video games in general usually knows that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Did the other players never catch on to that, or have they ever played Resident Evil 4?
1: Um not clear on either aspect of that. Okay, they, they may or may not have known. I'm not sure who's actually played through Resident Evil within that group.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So uh, I know you said you talked about your first session basically being just mainly uh, exposition kind of stuff. Yeah, and getting to town, and you know, a
1: couple of people hold up in a building, and we're trying to figure out what's going on in the town. So and figure out, and figure out how to play and figure out what kind of uh platforms we're using. Right, there was a little back and forth do we use Roll20? Do we use Tabletop Simulator? Do we just draw on the whiteboard version of Microsoft Teams? Right? Like there was a couple of couple of options on how we might kind of aggregate our thoughts and our you know, our positioning and stuff.
0: Right. And so tell and me. We, Keep going, keep going.
1: Well, we we went with basically uh, two pieces that we're really using. One is all of our character sheets are on D&D Beyond, which is really cool. I I had never actually seen that before. Um, And it was really useful to go through. We used that as kind of our character generators, and that's where we're kind of technically hosting the campaign. Okay, Uh, And also where we're keeping track of, like, health points and abilities and spell usage. So that's a nice also reference, right? It's got some lore places in there. It's you know, you can hover and just get quick access to what spells do and you know how much damage they do and you know a lot of other information plus all the other stats are there. So just a re- really kind of useful sheet. And then we're actually playing it within kind of Tabletop Simulator on Steam. Which I, I think is actually really cool because it, you know, it's obviously digital and it's 3D and you can zoom and stuff like that, but it doesn't really feel like a video game because we're literally, literally drawing on it like it's a piece of paper, and we're using coins and dice and other tokens to represent things. So there's still a, a fair imagination leap when it comes to translating what we see on the screen to what is happening in our minds and in our story. Right. So,
0: yeah, it's it seems pretty cool so far. Okay, cool. So tell me about your first taste of combat. It sounds like it didn't go too well for your character.
1: Uh, yeah, not too poorly. I I currently have one health point left.
0: Oh. Were you were you knocked down or were you just you ended the 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 encounter with one hit point?
1: Yeah, I ended with one. I wasn't technically knocked down, but I was assuming that was going to happen. Got lucky and it was close enough that we finished off some some beasts before they finished me off.
0: Did you kill any of them?
1: Yeah, killed killed a couple. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what's your party consist of?
1: We have uh a ranger, a human ranger. Okay. A Goliath Barbarian, a Half Elf Cleric, Human Fighter,
0: and me the Elf Sorcerer. Okay. So no Halflings, no Dwarves, no Dragonborn. Nope. It's like you got a, a decent mix match. You got a magic user, you got a healer, you've got a couple of tanks, and a ranged guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it seems like uh we should be able to maneuver around this
0: world a bit. Okay. So who, who's the who's the star? Who's the all star? Hmm
1: hard to say. We have not done all that much for having two kind of long sessions. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I guess if I had to say there was one, I would probably say our cleric going by the name Kevror. Uh, If only because, you know, there was some interesting... Some interesting things that happened at the end of this session that may or may not have repercussions in the next session. And if, if nothing else comes of it, even just the thought that it might ha- has been kind of interesting, you know, as we're going Sunday to Sunday basically with these sessions. Um, and that was after we took out some of these not ganados, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But definitely related to them. Um, There was a a white ichor ichor, that was flammable. So we had our, our cleric decided to make a bunch of arrows that were tipped with this. So basically flammable arrows. Right. But then our DM had spent a whole lot of time asking how it was prepared... Who got this white goo on them? Uh, which certainly implies that that means something.
0: It sounds and like somebody's going to be blowing up.
1: Yep. We don't know till next week
0: who what got that who got, actually means. Who got the white ecker on them?
1: Uh, I think our barbarian did and probably our cleric.
0: Mm. Might want to keep that cleric alive. He's the only one that can lay hands on you. Yep, just saying. And also, <laughs> if you are, if you do ever end up fighting any undead, he is the instant win button. Cleric using holy powers can turn undead, essentially, mm. and turn undead is a godsend when you are surrounded by zombies. Is that a level one ability? I think turn undead is turn undead 5th edition cleric spellcasting and divine domain cantrips let's see here Channel Divinity Turn Undead. Uh no, it's a level two ability. So Turn Undead, for those who don't know. Um as an action, you present your holy symbol and speak a prayer uh censoring the undead. Each undead that can see or hear you within thirty feet of you must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature fails at saving throw, it is turned for one minute. Uh ...or until it takes any damage. A turned creature must spend its turns trying to move as far away from you as it can, and it can't (laughs) willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you. It also can't take reactions. For this action, it can only use the dash action to try and escape from a effect uh, that prevents it from moving. If there's nowhere to move, the creature can use the dodge action. So, basically, if you have anything undead around you, it immediately turns around and tries to run away from you as fast as possible. It gives a lot of breathing room, or you can set yeah. up you can set up traps yeah, that does sound good so there you go. Make a zombie run away from you and then have your archer shoot it in the head as it runs away anyway so uh i'm I'm excited to hear what happens next so you're you're gravely wounded to the point of dying is anybody else in this almost dead
1: uh no i was well protected i was in this boarded up house as night was falling and they started stalking us and coming at us Uh, and I was well protected behind my window that we had reinforced the previous night in session one. So I felt safe, you know, I got a nice bow and I was just going to pick people off through the window for a while. I was happy to just, uh, do my damage that way, except they broke down a different window and started coming in that way. So I went over to help somebody else. Uh, but as a sorcerer, I should not probably be helping people from the front line. Should probably be a few steps behind uh, our Goliath. Uh, I was I was a bit too upfront, and I didn't know anything about the rules. Where like once you're engaged with a foe, if you run away, you get stabbed in the back, essentially, right? Yeah, uh, an
0: attack of opportunity, as they call it.
1: Yeah, so I was basically stuck. I I ran in to help, and then couldn't run away.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you have any uh... melee weapons on you?
1: uh I have a staff okay. I'm not sure if it's a melee weapon or not
0: staff or a quarter staff I'm assuming
1: no more like a magical staff i think okay rather than like a, a donatello style staff that it says it's a melee weapon it just a yeah. staff simple yeah. versatile
0: yeah you can um you can whack 'em with it
1: yep, I think I did use that a little bit i was i used my Shocking grasp when they got close to me as well. Okay. And also a magic missile. There you go. But uh, I should have been doing that from a few feet farther away.
0: Yeah, yeah. You you are essentially kind of a ranged character. So I would, uh, I would definitely, uh, use your tanks to your advantage. Yeah,
1: see, I mean, they were out in the in the yard outside the house because we had a couple of zombies stuck in a bear trap.
0: Ah, they uh, used bait. <laughs> yeah. She should
1: have been inside,
0: but... uh Yeah,
1: that's, that's where we were.
0: I survived it. So, so are they zombies?
1: No, they're not zombies. They are people who act like zombies. Okay. So they are still... Lost a lot of
0: their. They're still human.
1: Yep. Okay. Yep. They're just basically under the influence of the church or something in the church or the robed man. We shall find out.
0: I would say try to at least take one of them alive and see if you could restrain him and possibly snap him out of that. Mm, you, a good, uh, may, you may be able to get some information out of him. Yep. If not immediately, then...
1: Perhaps once the night turns to day, they're not as aggressive in the daytime.
0: Okay. I am legend style, I guess. Sure. Okay, cool. So, are you enjoying your Dungeons and Dragons?
1: Yeah, quite quite a lot actually.
0: Oh, good. That sounds like a sounds like a fun. T- How long are your sessions usually?
1: Uh, first one was probably. Th- three the second one was three and a half okay hours
0: they can sometimes yeah. get a little long in the tooth
1: yeah I think they weren't necessarily too long but there was both times there was a lot of like setup and figuring things out I think once we once we get into it a bit more you just make better use of that time and um, yeah curious how, how, how much deeper we'd get into it right because I assume that if the DM planned this for three sessions, it, it probably could be more like five, right? Just because we're not terribly fast and asking a lot of questions and trying to figure things out.
0: Right. Yeah, I would uh, – so what are your proficiencies, Matt? My proficiencies, you say? Yes. My proficiencies are uh, – let's see here. Maybe Nature? maybe find that maybe artana? medicine how how do i tell um you you get to choose so i can't remember what the sorcerer's profession in sorcerer proficiencies uh let's see here
1: Proficiencies, there we go. Deception and Arcana.
0: Okay. And you probably got to choose one more. Can't remember. So, here's what you can do. Using your proficiency in Arcana, you can do, if you capture one of these guys alive and have some downtime, you could do a proficiency... Uh, not proficiency, but a arcana check on this thing and see if something magical is making it act this way. Mm. Like the, some of the the good things about role playing is checking your surroundings using what you're good at. So you know somebody who's good at nature can possibly find out if this is a natural thing happening, if it's some kind of virus or some kind of disease. Uh arcana could be some type of mind control or there's yeah. like a magical grasp on this person.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I think the only thing we've determined so far is that it's this white ichor is not contagious itself. It's not going to turn us into them.
0: Okay. Maybe your next session, since people's got this ichor on them, Somebody says, well, hey, don't, hang on a second. Let me examine this ichor real quick. Yeah. Cause it seems like people are just like, oh, I'm just going to put this explodey and I'll, I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'll just put this on stuff. Somebody needs to sit back with some high intelligence and say, Hey, let's examine this. I want to roll, you know, a nature throw on this just to see if I can figure out if this is natural or not. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But uh, yeah, don't be afraid to use those uh proficiencies or not not even even if you're not proficient in it, you know just examining something hopefully your d m has planned for that, yeah, I assume so well, there you go. It's been a nice little hour and a half session of talking about all sorts of things, apparently, so <laughs> what about you what's what is your uh and D or rpg future look like i don't know if i have one matt mm. i i hate to say that but i would love to play dungeons and dragons again but i do not have the time or yeah you know, i don't have the time i don't have the, I, I would love to get back into D, but unfortunately I just don't have the time or the means because I mean, I, I love DMing, but that is tons of work. Yeah.
1: Uh, maybe one of these days things will slow down a bit. I would hope so. <laughs> they can't get much more intense work-wise, can they? Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: they could switch me to twelve-hour shifts, seven days a week. Yeah, if they want to lose you. I mean, how
1: how, it, how would it, people can't survive that for months on end? Years no. on
0: end. No, I, I think um, what's going to end up happening is so hopefully the June 1st is the the day that we drop a lot of this coverage and um, hopefully stuff will start to get slowly back to normal. Unfortunately, I am losing a few officers during that time. Mm. So um, we'll see how it plays out. I'm going to try to play some folklore in the meantime and at least try to finish that game so we can finally bury it. <laughs> I don't hate folklore I just i like anytime I sit down and be like, "I have a little bit of time. should I play folklore mm no because that's like an hour top I mean like commitment yeah, yeah. M- minimum. And I don't have an hour minimum. I may have 15 to 20 minutes kind of thing. And, you know, there's no save points everywhere in that game.
1: Yeah, it would be a lot easier to pop in and pop out if you could
0: save when you wanted to. Just pause the game and hit the save button. Yeah, that'd be nice, yep. right? Yep. Unfortunately, that's not the case. But I think that's good enough for this week. I do appreciate everybody listening. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email... It is Drew at ZTGD.com. Uh, talk to us about all this stuff we just mentioned. Uh, if you play D and D, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. If you've ever been put under anesthesia, let me know. I, I, or hypnosis or hypnosis. I would love to know if somebody has been hypnotized before and, and would love to hear your thoughts on it. If that makes any sense. Cause I could say I've been hypnotized before, but then I'd just be—I would just say I've been hypnotized, and maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I haven't had an actual hypnotherapist do it to me. Maybe there is some kind of special—I know I haven't. I, I know I haven't either.
1: I know I've just I- had some people like dangle something in front of me, and like it's—you know—it's—it's it's moving back and forth, and that's it. Like that's thats the level. And they're talking about, "Oh, you're getting sleepy?" I'm like, no, not really. Yep.
0: Anyway, uh, Matt has some kind of vendetta against hypnotism. (laughs) (laughs) It it was really strong at the beginning of this episode, too. He's like, or hypnotism. (laughs) Or hypnosis. I think it's a crock of shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't buy it for one second.
0: Uh, But anyway, let me... uh... All right, what else is there? Oh, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Drew Leachman and Matt is at REMGS. The podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it for us. Uh, I do apologize that we haven't played, mo- well, I haven't played more folklore, but I will do my best to play some this week so we can at least talk about it. Will we finish folklore next week? I don't know. I will say probably not, but. At least we'll get some progress in. Yeah. Nice uh, trip down, uh, zombie frog memory lane as well. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Um, man, I'd love to go back and listen to some of those old episodes. So <laughs> keep that in mind, Matt. Maybe one of these days you have to go through your old servers and find them.
1: Yeah. I found most of the ones I think I can.
0: Well, there you go. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us. Uh, until next time, I'm Drew. I'm Matt, and we're out of here. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back next week with folklore. Just like a man, I am immune to the disease that's inside you. That's inside you. That's inside you Now don't believe.